0: From Bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau in compliance with Memo EX-1063. On tonight's Queen City Improvement Bureau, we have improvement vector candidates, innovative revenue tools, outstanding improvements, and so much more. This meeting is now in session. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? Oh, not, not too bad. Oh good Yeah no, Which is kind of bad uh, You know, it's, it's hard to get you know, any decent sleep next to the boiler like mm-hmm. It goes off like all night and just, It's been leaking for a month Yeah, I know And like my, my bed full of like that dot matrix paper just, mm-hmm. It's now soaked from yeah. like leaky boiler And, yeah, yeah, and you've got like an imprint, an
1: imprint of the uh, budget on your back
0: Oh, good. Okay, yeah. that's that's why you've been following me around and making comments. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Okay.
1: Yeah, and highlighting things. Yeah,
0: that was. Th- I, I'm not gonna lie. That was a little weird. Sorry, dude. <laughs> so, should we take attendance?
1: We should take attendance.
0: Um, it's funny. Usually, we have uh, one one other attendee or two other attendees, but tonight we just have one. Uh, the unhampered Canada Legion. Who? The this is new the Unhampered Canada Legion. Okay. Yeah, they were uh, founded in 1953. I looked this up on the web today, uh, Wikipedia. Okay. Um, the UCL is a strange alliance of auto mechanics, Freemasons, uh, hockey equipment manufacturers, and unhinged psychopath vigilantes. Oh, really? Yeah, their mission Their mission is to rem- uh, remove all barriers to Canada's greatness uh, through secret ritual, drag racing, and open street warfare on criminals, jaywalkers, and people... And I, this is a, I've I had to re- double check this phrase. People, what look at us funny? Huh?
1: Huh?
0: I don't I don't know. Right, and they are. They.
1: they are, it sounds like they're taking over the Queen City Improvement. Apparently, bureau. They're, they're coming like.
0: down, and their their uh, their slogan is uh, "Have a helping Canada demeanor," which I thought was very. That's sweet. very nice.
1: I mean, very Canadian.
0: I know there's like psychopathic vigilantes, but I like the, sure. the slogan. Sure. Um, but I don't see them here today. No. Do well, you uh, think they'd be throwing their hands up? You know, you know what I, this is this is a little embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope, and I know I've done this before, and I'm trying not to. But I think what happened was I I think I mixed up the letters when I was writing down the, uh, oh, the attendees.
1: Oh no! I hate it when that happens. And
0: uh, I'm just gonna and uh, some Can- Paul. Oh, Paul Deschen and Aiden Morgan. That's me and you respectively. Oh, all once. Okay, so no yeah. one hampered Canada Legion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a weird coincidence that I actually <laughs> crazy t- actually did that. Yeah, But we, we do actually have, wait, do we have quorum?
1: No, uh, not even close. Yeah. If we
0: had the whole Legion here,
1: we would, but I know. they couldn't make For it. For clear once,
0: quorum. That would be yeah, so would nice. Be nice. Yeah. Um, but we do have somebody uh, at the meeting today. We have a guest, an improvement vector candidate.
1: Yes. It's well, true. Kind of looks like Police Chief Evan Bray oh. in
2: the dungeon.
0: Yeah. in the dungeon. Exactly. Found <laughs> you. You
2: found your way down here. It's not it's not fun. I'm still wiping cobwebs. Yeah, that's Sorry. A, it's,
0: it's tough. Yeah, we try to keep it clean, but the spiders, they just keep on they keep on coming. There's more of them webs. than us, so <laughs> we're outnumbered.
1: <laughs> well, thanks a lot for coming down tonight. Yeah, I know. I'm happy to be here. Cheers. Um, yeah, we have a lot of uh, big questions for you. And uh yeah, I thought we would start with probably the biggest Okay, I'm if ready. You're, if you're What's ready here? for it. I'm ready. Okay. Okay, it's not working. The big question.
0: What? It's not working. I'll I, try it one more I time. I am disappointed. Sorry.
1: Sorry about that. Technical no. difficulties. We do not have a big question. No, I, I, oh. I, I was poised. I was bracing I
0: myself. So,
1: no, the question would have been, we had a kid who had a question for you. And the question was, do the police have monster trucks?
2: And I, uh, Whoa, that's a great question. <laughs> that is a very that's good awesome. question. And I think a few of our officers would like it if we did have monster trucks, right? But- Unfortunately, sport utility vehicles is about as good as we as good as we get.
0: Okay, well that will have to do. <laughs> we can just put monster truck tires. Like, yeah, exactly. On, on the on you the, the as going
2: on the ice, scratching <laughs> for, for traction. <laughs> you can pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. someday,
1: someday, someday. Sounds like you may have done radio. I, at was, some point. I
2: was a radio guy. I feel at home with you fellas here. Yeah. Awesome in the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you were a local radio guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And then naturally became a police officer. It was a natural transition, for sure. Right, right. But so microphone. you were, like,
1: policing the airwaves <laughs> and now <laughs> policing <laughs> right. the, streets right. the streets. Seemed yeah.
2: like an easy step. Right <laughs> on.
1: Okay, well, we had other things to talk to you about of a, of a more policing sure. nature. Uh, I think the, uh, the other, like, hot topic that people have been, like, contacting us about and have big questions for hey, you about. People have been contacting us? I'm making that part up. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, nobody, nobody can check that. Okay.
0: Well, hope, yeah. hopefully nobody listened. Everybody listening now just sort of turned away from... Sure. Me. Okay, good.
1: Yeah. Uh, we've heard stories, rumors, that there are police on buses now. Mm-hmm. Is it, it? So maybe you should get some monster trucks because then the police wouldn't need that to take the bus. That we wouldn't need to be hopping the
2: bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, what's going on there? Why are there police on the bus?
2: Yeah, we uh, we are the month of March. We've uh, started Operation Bus Cop, which uh, essentially is is uh, a work in uh, in trying to address distracted driving in Regina. Um, we get lots of of complaints from Regina's citizens around driving behavior. In fact, I would say driving and traffic is is the number one piece of feedback we get from the public, or the public gives to council, who in turn gives it to us. Do the council know you're down here? By the way, and I uh, haven't yet to do anything
0: about it. A, a, couple, a couple of them have come down here to talk yeah. to us, and they say they're like, "Yeah, we got to get you guys better
2: digs." Yeah. but that, that's where it had ends. Had to happen. Okay, yeah. I digress. So, so essentially, we, in response to the public's concern about distracted driving, which is a real issue in in our community. Um, trying to find ways that we can observe people in their natural habitat without them seeing a marked police car there. Because driving behavior, you might be shocked to know, changes a little bit when there's a marked police car there. People drive differently. People put their phone down. People react and, and uh, behave differently, which is, you know, the whole theory behind ghost cars or unmarked cars. So throwing a police officer in uh, on a transit bus gives us a higher vantage point in terms of the roadway and gives us the ability to pull up kind of incognito to intersections or drive along vehicles and look, uh, with a good vantage point down and see whether or not people are actually texting as they drive, manipulating their phone, using it in some fashion. And it happens quite frequently. Uh, they in turn on their radio, will notify another unit that's out in an actual car, okay, the lady in the grey grand Am. No offense to ladies in grey grand dams, but she's <laughs> using her phone, and this is her plate number, and then the officers will pull up and pull her over and issue her a ticket. So um, I think we've written 78 tickets. We've given a lot wow. of warnings. Um, because it's not all about revenue. It's about awareness. Um, I think people are taking second looks when a bus pulls up now, just in case <laughs> you never know if there's a cop on the bus. But uh, overall, it's brought a lot of awareness. There's been a lot of social media around the fact that we've been doing this. And, and you know, I think it's a good thing just getting the word out that we just want people to, to put that phone down while they're behind the wheel.
1: Right. Cool. Um Do, do you... Do the police, uh, do they have people coming up to them on the bus? Like, do they interact with the uh, the riders and yeah, stuff?
2: Yeah, in fact, you know, the, the people that are on the bus, um, as you are probably aware, are are regular bus riders. Most of them, that's their mode of transportation to work or downtown to shop or whatever. And the, the response has been overwhelmingly positive to see a police officer on the bus. In fact, uh, a lot of bus riders and even some transit operators have said, you know, Outside of doing just the distracted driving, every once in a while, if you want to hop on a bus for half an hour, uh, you might see a lot of stuff going on in the community, interact with some people. And so um, we're going to continue, I think, to try and find ways that meaningful ways that we can work with transit and, and other areas in the city to, you know, partnership and just kind of show another side, another way, another avenue to to get our officers out in the community. It's been very positive. All
1: right. And when you've got, like, you've you've issued 78 tickets, so clearly this program is working. Why just do it for March? Like, why not extend it longer?
2: Well, you know, I mean, not to say that we wouldn't extend it longer, but we're predominantly doing it with our traffic safety unit. And so when they do this, you know, they'll have one of the officers ride on the bus for a couple of hours, and then they'll have the what we call the chase car out there behind uh you know that will then pull over the officer or pull over the offender but they've got a lot, of, a lot of other things we expect them to help us with accident investigations they mm-hmm. do other projects in the city we do intersection safety we do operation overdrive focusing on impaired drivers so they have a lot of other things that they have to do as well so we can't just solely put them on a bus and let them ride right. around in mm-hmm. the spot. But They'd be getting off too
1: easy if they are just tooting around on the bus right.
2: all <laughs> Right. So I think they do it in like 45 minute to hour stints. They'll do it, yeah. you know, maybe in the morning and then again in the afternoon during busy rush hour times, sometimes over the lunch hour. We, we've dedicated the month of March because SGI dedicated the month of March as, as Distracted Driver Month, and every month they have a different focus. So next month it'll be a different, you know, focus again, and, and so we usually try and comply with what SGI's mm-hmm. directing so not to say we won't do it again i would say it's safe to say we will but uh i don't think it's going to be an everyday thing but it's been a it's been a good trial for us for sure
0: Plus, uh, there's a chance that after march like uh, all the driving problems will be solved no,
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a chance although you noticed my chuckle but there's a chance
0: <laughs> it's a small chance
2: yeah, yeah. that's right
1: yeah What do people, what do drivers say to your officers about the distracted driving? Like, they, people must know by now that it's not safe.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you, you know, just even speaking from personal experience, having spent many years out on the street, you know, you'll get a full range, everything from people saying, yep, absolutely, I'm sorry, I know better, I should not have been doing that, to... You know, people saying, don't you have something better to do with your time? Can you not be catching murderers rather than this? And I mean, we have a major crime section that works Mm -hmm. full-time on homicide investigations, but traffic safety is an important part of policing in our community. As I said earlier, it's the number one complaint we get from Regina citizens. So uh, it really is something we have to pay attention to. And distracted driving... Uh, in many ways, poses more of a regular and constant threat than impaired driving, and I'm by oh. no means hmm. diminishing impaired driving, but distracted driving happens on a huge magnitude in our city, happens in all age demographics and in all areas of the city, uh, and it's something that we need to focus some attention on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I would think like traffic policing as well. Like, uh, there's frequently this claim that it's just a cash grab that you're going out and catching speeders right. and stuff, but those uh traffic infractions are much more dangerous than like major crimes for instance in terms of the
2: stats well there i think there's a better chance that the average regina citizen could be impacted by a traffic infraction than by a homicide and obviously right. we we have to pay dil- diligent attention to major crimes against people as well and and i don't want anyone thinking that i'm trying to downplay that but the 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 reality is that all of us Here, if we drive a vehicle, we are at risk in our community if people aren't following traffic laws. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the minute, the absence of enforcement sometimes can can cause some problems.
0: Mm. Yeah, Yeah. we're on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, uh, talking with Chief Evan Bray of Regina Police Services. Yeah. So
1: another way that uh, policing, I think, has uh, changed for people, uh, So apart from just police being on buses now, Compared to say 20 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, I remember during your uh, at City Council during the budget de- yeah. uh, debates, uh, you were you talked a lot about the way that a lot of policing nowadays isn't policing. It's not like Starsky, uh, Starsky and Hutch. It isn't. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> Although- tight
2: pants don't fit anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're all so much bigger than they were in the yeah, 70s. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Chips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah the, there's yeah. the motorbikes and the tight pants. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a
1: little
0: bit out of fashion.
1: So, yeah, um, can you speak about that? Like, the, the kind of, like, social issues that you guys are having to deal with nowadays yeah. as opposed to just, like, locking people out.
2: Yeah. Th- th- thanks for bringing that up. You know, I, I think that's such an important question. And I I, t- I like to talk about this every time I get an opportunity because what I, what I like to point out is that 80% of what we do in Regina – what our police service does in Regina is not criminal in nature. So 80%, four-fifths of what we do has nothing to do with crime or the criminal code. It has to do with social disturbance, social social disorder or or social inequity type of issues, right? So when you look at social justice, I always say, you know, the police will get dispatched to an unwanted guest in the middle of winter. The reality is it might be someone who's homeless and has no money and is hungry and so is in trying to sleep in a vestibule of a bank because there's a warm Mm -hmm. heater in there or at a local establishment begging for money or food because they don't have any and they're cold and hungry but we get dispatched as an unwanted guest and so as a police service we have very limited options as to what we can do we can come in there and Ask the person to leave because the business owner doesn't want them there. And keeping in mind, and I always talk about this, we have an equal uh, responsibility to the business owner and to the patrons of the business and to the citizens of Regina that have no idea this incident is even unfolding. And, of course, to the person who is there and, and likely disadvantaged. So uh, what an issue presents itself to us if we dig deeper is often not that issue so an unwanted guest is obviously not always just a person who is at the establishment and is not wanted there but it could be a homeless person uh, a domestic disturbance or a domestic dispute could be uh, an abuse, a substance abuse issue so you've got someone who's got an alcohol dependency or a drug dependency um, oftentimes mental health really plays a role and so social justice is, to me, the number one driver of, of a lot of the extra 80% of work that police do. And I'm always quick to say, I'll never say it's not ours to do. So even though 80% of what we do is not crime-related, at 2 o'clock this morning, when someone calls in in an apartment building saying the neighbors upstairs are fighting, that's our job to go. No questions asked. There might be risk involved. There might be an assault. There could be something. But when we get there and we realize it's a domestic dispute because the husband's lost his job and he's drinking and he's got an alcohol issue, it's very tough for us to... What what can we do, right? We need to be able to find ways to partner with government and non-government agencies, supports and services so that we can't just put a Band-Aid on it and walk away and tomorrow night the same domestic dispute is going to happen again, right? Same with someone who's homeless. They need a place to live. They need food. They need support and services. And these are basic fundamental things that if we can find partners and ways to do this, it saves us a lot of a lot of time and energy and we can we do have something better to be to be doing right we we do, we want to find a way to help someone who needs a home and once we do we're seeing incredible success homes first in regina mm. and phoenix residential society and street culture and and all of the the why they are doing incredible work in our community and we've got some tangible instances where where uh, one or two people had 300 contacts in one year with the police, two people, hmm. 300 contacts in a year. They're helped through Housing First, Phoenix Residential, in one year, six. And that's of those scary. six, none of them were ended in a result in going to jail. They were interactions and then we found a way to resolve. I mean, as a taxpayer, I think most people would go, that's awesome, that's a yep. success, and guess what? those people are happier they're healthier they're in a home they feel nurtured and loved and as a police service you know we our vision our vision statement working together to keep Regina safe well safe equals healthy we -hmm. need a healthy community and so you'll always hear me talk about social justice because I think social justice is at the root of much justice that we deal with and We can be leaders in that, but we also need partners. So we're constantly looking for for people that we can work with to try and make some tangible change in our community, yeah.
1: All right, that's awesome. So Housing First, that's the program. We've talked about this in meetings before. Where uh, people who are homeless, instead of getting them into programs, then maybe housing. Right. Get them into housing right away. Housing
2: first. Yeah. And
1: then you can start to deal with their issues and get right. them off the. You know. Right. Get them into help, and so you've seen like a, a drop from 300 to six.
2: Yeah, and and that's just two. That's just a couple of cases, that's right? Amazing. Yeah, it's it's and you know that's measuring visits to the police service, right? In many cases, putting them in a in a jail cell um, was at least a warm roof over their head and maybe a bite to eat right? right uh... we know it's not the best but in many cases they were happy to come with us because they needed a place to go anyway well we're not the best option but at the same time er emergency uh, room at the Mm -hmm. at the hospitals they feel the same pressure and so um kendra giles who's uh, works at phoenix residential and is is just one of of many incredible individuals over there she's got stats around different cases that they've worked on and we say cases because we protect and respect the rights of those individuals that are being helped through this program but she's got stats where they've gone from hundreds in for one person hundreds of visits between police um, hospital emergency ambulance to zero or next to zero in a year and so if you measure the savings to our city and socially the impact that that has, not having to go to ER, not having to use those resources and, and freeing up those resources to do other meaningful work in our community, at the same time making a more long-term and effective and meaningful uh, solution for these individuals, uh, it's a win for everybody. Right.
1: Because you guys aren't cheap as a, as a solution to the housing problem.
2: Well, no, we're not. We're <laughs> yeah. not. And we're not, I mean, we don't build homes, right? right? We don't build yeah, yeah. homes. but But we certainly will partner and triage, and and right. by that is, I mean at 3 o'clock this morning, our officers are going to see a situation firsthand that they not may not be able to fix, but if we have the avenue to triage that person to someone who can help them, that's perfect. So we need to build those partnerships, build those resources in the community, and make some sustainable change. One of
1: the other concerns that's been raised, though, that comes out of this is um, <clears throat> a few years ago... Uh, a, a group of dele- a group of delegations came out to a budget meeting yeah. uh, to speak about concerns that there are within the Aboriginal community that uh, the way that policing is being deployed in the city is perhaps unfair in its treatment of Aboriginals. That perhaps, uh, especially y- young Aboriginal men, are being targeted for carting or um, mm-hmm. you know, just being uh, like observed more mm-hmm. and made to feel mm-hmm. like they're uh, that they're being mistrusted right. more yeah. than uh, everybody else. Can you respond to that and like, w- what is the police service doing to to deal yeah, with those concerns?
2: Sure, you know I think those those concerns when when they are brought to our attention, we need to take those seriously and, and look at them. So first of all, I'm going to say I heard you use the word carding. The Regina Police Service does not and will not card people. Carding people is basically putting together a Rolodex for our information of people that we might find walking the street, coming up to you and saying. Paul, what's your last name, where do you live, what's your ancestry? You know, uh, gathering stat. I mean, we don't live in that society, and our police service will never do that, never. Um, we are involved in street checks, and what what that really means is that if we have a problem in Whitmore Park with break-and-enters to garages, and we're our officers are paying some attention to that area, and it's 3 in the morning, it's quiet, there's not a person out, and we see a person walking down an alley with a backpack carrying a VCR, Okay, that's kind of a bad example because who carries VCRs? <laughs> Carrying a, a DVD player or got a yes. you know whatever an iPod in their hand and and uh, dragging a cord behind them. Like if it, if there's something about it that their spidey senses tingle. And am I dating myself by saying mm-hmm. that? Or are you guys okay with that? You we're already we're you okay. already said VCR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> Could have said eight track. At the end of the day, our off. I would expect our officers to stop and talk to that person. Now we're not detaining. We're not. You know, we're just saying look we we have lots of problems in this area with people breaking into you know do you live in the area and the person could say yeah i was just over to buddy's house we were gaming in fact i'm carrying my console here back to my house i live right over here no problem at all uh, but but as we talk to people sometimes we get information that makes us think you know something is just not jiving here so it's not about unlawful detention but it is about i do expect my officers to get out of their car and talk to the public even if it's a husband and wife walking down the street walking their dog and live in the neighborhood, us stopping in and saying, you know what, we've had a lot of break and enters to here, we're curious to know if you've seen anything suspicious tonight or whatever. They'll say, oh, no, we live right over here on Angus Crescent and we haven't seen anything, right? I mean, that kind of interaction happens all the time. So that's the difference to me between street checks and carting. Um, and so I think that's an important thing, and it just sometimes becomes an education thing. In terms of your first question, I think we always need to make sure that we are we are doing what we can to reach out to the aboriginal community Um i know we have had some concerns over the past years Um i'd like to think that generally speaking right now things are going very well for us we we've got some really good partnerships in the aboriginal first nation community in regina Um and and we've got an elders advisory council at the regina police service that functions very well for us quite often we will meet with them four or five times a year and we'll bring issues to them and say look this is a real issue for us what do you think about this? And it's just a, it's an opportunity for us to just sit back and listen. And and we there's lots of teachings that come from that, and lots of things that we actually put into operational procedure and practice as a result of just a story that an elder might tell us in this elders advisory council, and then working very closely with with groups like All Nations Hope, um, Aboriginal Family Services. Some of these institutions, and I say institutions because they've been in Regina for years, mm. they are trusted, and those community Partnerships really are important for us. If we can show them and build a relationship and have open and honest communication, we go a long way to getting ourselves where we need to go and gaining complete public trust because complete public trust is what allows us to do our job efficiently in Regina. Yeah, and I hear you're a hell of a round dancer. (laughs) Well, I have a sore right (laughs) hip after a round dance. That means I'm up on that floor for sure.
1: Okay, well, thanks a lot for coming down and talking to us about all
0: of this. Um, How did he do? Uh, I I gotta admit I I, I didn't do any of my uh, usual complicated <sighs> rubric work. You mean I usually get edited?
2: Is that uh, what happens? Uh, marked uh, or graded? Great
0: graded, graded to see if if you are actually an improvement vector candidate, but uh just based on my rule of thumb. I think he passes. All
2: right. So you get a a certificate of Suitable for framing. Suitable for <laughs> framing. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> exactly. I love this. This will be in my office. Awesome. Which has a window, unlike yours. <laughs> I'm sorry about this again. <laughs> well, we put up a poster, poster of the thing. outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I like it.
1: All right. Well, thanks a lot for coming down, and you're welcome down here anytime you dare. All right. And, uh, yeah.
2: I'll be back for sure.
1: Cool. cool. So we should move on to the Innovative Revenue Tools portion yes. of our agenda, which... <clears throat> Uh, police chief Bray, uh, a few weeks ago. So, the innovative revenue tools portion is where we talk about, uh, ways that the city can improve its bottom line by innovating with these tools that we propose. Right. And a few weeks ago, we had an innovative revenue tool that we pitched that, uh, we actually like, uh, I, you know, I mimeographed a copy and sent it off to the police service. Okay. And we've never heard back. So, I wanted to ask you about where it is. I wonder if our mimeographer in is working. Yeah. So uh, recently you had a, a firearms amnesty, right. and you were allowing people to bring in their firearms. I think you collected, what, like 75?
2: I know 157, actually. Well, wow, that's oh.
1: a lot more yeah. than I was guessing. Was. Yeah, 157. That's, <laughs> yeah.
0: You're, you're only off by a factor of, like, 100%. Yeah. So yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but the idea that we came up with in the, within the C, uh, QCIB is uh, we've noticed that one of the up-and-coming industries in the city is vaping. Yes. And we've mm-hmm. heard people say that, you know, they don't really want to see all these, these, these guns get destroyed. So we were thinking, is there a way that we could repurpose these guns? And we thought, if you could convert the guns into yeah. vapors. Like
0: fancy vapes.
1: Into
2: fancy yeah. vape like tools. You're, you're talking like big pipes. Yeah.
1: Right, 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 that were made out of guns. And then we could sell them from City Hall. And, we, you know, we can make a few bucks and we could, you know, be, be part of this, like, up-and-coming industry. Well, do you want me industry? to
2: give you my political, I'll get back to you on this, or do you want me to give you an answer right now?
1: Well, you know, I would kind of like an honest answer.
2: Zero percent chance 0% of that Zero percent happening. chance. What? Yeah. You don't think that it is innovative at no, least? No, zero. Well, I think I, innovative I, and doable. <laughs> I,
0: I think, I think I'm, 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 there's room for negotiation here. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah so you're saying okay. there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> no chance at all. So there's a
2: possibility. None. <laughs> All right.
1: Okay. Well we tried.
0: It's oh. a
2: good try. Valiant effort. Can no. I still keep my certificate?
1: Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Well, we do, uh, shall we do the our look and listen lottery uh, tool real quick? Do we have time for that?
1: We really don't. How about we go to the other innovative revenue tools and we can catch this on the way okay. back. Okay. All Sounds right. Good. Okay, so here's the rest of our innovative revenue tools.
3: Hey, let's you you say hey. the yo thing. Yeah? No. No, oh, yeah. oh, it's funny. No no one's hey, not you say say it. It. I'm not saying it. Yo, I'm Jack. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Ada. And, and we're, we're from Radio Kids. Kids. And you're listening to The Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR Regina Community Radio.
1: All right, we're back from innovative revenue tools. We're back. Yeah, and for some reason, I'm reminded of some kind of lottery thing that but, we should be talking um, about. Um,
0: qu- question. Yeah. Do you like to look like at things? Y- yes. Do you like to listen? I love listening. How, how do you feel about a lottery? I'm kind of
1: ambivalent towards lotteries, honestly.
0: Well, I think I think really... I do, do you that, have one that I will like? Yes, I do, because that, that was the wrong answer. <laughs> you you have to yes and me on these things. Bob. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, the CJTR 2017 Look and Listen Lottery is a foot. No. It is a foot. Uh, this year's theme is Share the Coast. Uh, for a mere $20, you can have your choice of one of four... Incredible vacation destinations, uh, Halifax, Victoria, Portland, or San Francisco. Uh, You get, I believe, seven nights. You get airfare, accommodations. I believe you get uh, some sort of interesting things to do as well, and $500 spending cash. Wow. That is actually a really good deal. It is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You can only visit one city, though, so choose carefully, as, as as they say. I will. Yeah, so if you want one of these great tickets, there's only fifteen hundred available. They're twenty bucks a pop. You can either contact Cjtr at uh, cjtr.ca yeah. or at three zero six five two five seven two seven four. But there is another way. What is you, it? You can contact us, the Queen City Improvement Bureau, on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Uh, our handle is at Queen City IB, and remember, that's Improvement Bureau, not Irritable Bowel. Just for for those who are curious. Yep. Uh, and ask for tickets, and we will arrange to get them to you.
1: And we will do it with a smile? On our faces? And a skip in our, in our step?
0: A, sk- a skip on our faces and a smile on our step. Yep. And a song on our heart.
1: Yeah. And please contact us, even if they're not going to be contacting us about lottery tickets. It would be nice to hear from people.
0: Yeah, it would be. We get yes. so lonely down here.
1: We, we do. We have improvement vectors, but they never stay. They
0: never no stay. They always go, They them. always leave us alone they do. in the end. Uh, the draw date is May 4th, 2017. Last year of ticket sales is May 2nd. So be sure over the next month to get in your orders for tickets. Because the odds are great. The tickets are cheap. The rewards are huge. And mm-hmm. you make people. us happy. You make us happy. That's and, the important
1: thing. And it really, it, like, I mean, it supports the whole like, uh, community radio uh, shtick, the whole community radio thing. Thing. Which sh-
0: includes the Queen City Improvement Bureau. I- exactly. There are yeah. many other shows that, uh, that benefit from this. And I should say, uh, that's the way f- I've only described the grand prize. The second prize. Oh, my God. Prize, There's there more there prizes? There are other prizes. Oh, the second prize is a $1,000 travel voucher from Carlson Wagen Leerker Travel. And the third prize is the Regina Fest Folk Festival 2017 experience. Uh, and for that, you get two weekend passes to the Regina Folk Festival 2017. Also, if you make eye contact with us, you have to buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. That's, That's, just the the rule. That's the rules. That's the rules. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just made eye contact with our, with, our, uh, our next it, guest. with our next improvement vector, right. but, uh, but he is not actually obliged to buy a ticket. So just okay. in case you were nervous.
1: All right. Well, before we move on to our next improvement vector candidate, Mm -hmm. uh, I thought we should mention that uh, there is a big thing coming up Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Another council meeting. Wow. Yeah. Monster
0: truck council meeting.
1: Monster truck council meeting. Uh, And instead of me just like rattling off what is on the agenda for next week, we have another trailer.
0: Sweet. All right. So I will
1: play that now.
3: In a world without glockenspiels. Half a million dollars for a three-faced clock and some bells? Are you insane? I want bells! Give me bells! Give me bells! Where authority for stadium food and beverage service must be delegated. Sure, this food and beverage plan is non-traditional. Valuable money! But these beer conduits aren't going to build themselves. One vendor to rule them all! where a hauled waste water station needs to be renewed. Wait, I thought renegotiating a 30-year P3 to give the private partner more responsibilities was a bad idea. I don't have time to haul wastewater. And a local improvement program is up in the air. So the trick is we get people to initiate new infrastructure programs and make them pay for it, but only the new programs. See, it's perfect. Okay, go for losers. One city council will decide the fate of many reports. Look, Schneider's mailwork has been at 850 Arcola for, like, forever. Can't we just lease it to them again? Queen City City Council, Monday at 530 in Henry Baker Hall. you out of order! All
1: right, so that is what you can expect. That was some dramatic this city council, council meeting. Wow, yeah. loved it. So the, uh, the item there at the top of the trailer was uh, the, the one that is trending on uh, Twitter uh, this week. It's the hottest topic in the city, next to maybe the uh, provincial budget. It's the
0: hottest German trending term on Twitter besides neo-Nazi. Yes, <laughs> it's actually Glockenspiel. <laughs> That sounds like somebody's name, actually Glockenspiel. Actually Glockenspiel. I'm gonna change my Twitter handle to actually Glockenspiel. <laughs> See if you can get him in <laughs> to next week's meeting. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, but we, we have an improvement vector candidate to discuss
1: yeah, the Glockenspiel. We got a situation. Glockenspiel expert in to the Queen City Improvement Bureau nice. to uh, to tell us what is going on. What is the big deal with Glockenspiels and our Glockenspiel expert is Kenton Diong. Is it Diong De or Dejong? It's Diong. De Diong good. Awesome. Thank you for coming down here to get to the bottom of this this, this bell situation.
4: Oh, well, thank you for inviting me. It's it's, it's a pleasure.
1: Uh, the, the reason we contacted you is uh, this item was coming up on the City Council agenda, <coughs> excuse me, uh, to talk about the glockenspiel, <coughs> which was taken down to make way for the City Square Plaza. And it has not been returned to the City Square Plaza for how
4: long? Uh, about seven years. It came down in 2010, so about six, six, seven years.
1: Yeah. And people were starting to wonder what's going on. A report is coming up on Monday about it. But you sort of uh, preempted, you stole the city out, city council's thunder by writing a blog post on your blog about the, the, the Glockenspiel's current situation.
4: And what is it you discovered? Uh, the Glockenspiel, which we were told was put away safely in storage, was laying in an Outdoor storage facility it looks kind of like a junkyard, but I guess it's official storage facility. And it's laying in the dirt. It's rusting away. It's not where they said it was at all.
1: Right, and so you've got pictures of this. You've got pictures of the Glaucus field lying on its side, in mud.
4: Yes, yeah. you can go see it too. It's still there. Right. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it hasn't moved.
1: You still haven't moved it. No. <laughs> <laughs> even after you exposed it, they've just like left it there. Yeah, I guess. I guess they didn't so. even throw a tarp over. No, I thought they would. <laughs> Try not still <laughs> laying there. Jeez.
0: So, how did you come across the glockenspiel in the first place?
4: Uh, I got the picture The picture leaked to me on Facebook. Um, oh. Someone said, hey, you like Regina and Heritage? You, you heard about the glockenspiel? I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to go down there all the time with my mom. And it says, well, this is what it is now. And I'm like, you're kidding me. That's what it's, that's what it's doing now? It's just laying there? Mm-hmm. It used to be so beautiful downtown, Now it's just resting away in a pile. Oh, this is a
0: shame.
1: Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about the glockenspiel? Because, you know, it's been gone for seven years. There's going to be a lot of people who live in the Queen City who will have never even seen the glockenspiel.
4: Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Um, it was 30 feet tall. It had 32 bells on it. Uh, the base of it was made of, I don't know the exact kind of stone, but it had a plaque on it uh, dedicated to the, the Germans, the Germantown in Regina. And uh, the glockenspiel, like the metal frame itself, had 32 bells on it that, that played throughout the day and really brought life in a downtown.
0: Right. And, uh... Yeah, but now, but now we've got lightsabers and, like, rusty things. I'm not even sure <laughs> what to call those rusty things, but we have them. So. Yeah. Well, they're lights. They're oh. big, rusty lights. <laughs> <laughs> those are... Not, I'm not talking about the lights.
1: Are they lights? Yeah, the big, like, the they look like girders that are, like, L-shaped, yeah. like hockey sticks that stick up out of the ground.
0: You know, I should probably, like, raise my eyes to look at the top of those rusty girders. <laughs> yeah, sometime. yeah.
1: But they loom. Yeah. They um, loom, and so you cast your eyes down. Oh,
0: okay, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. But no, just, they're lights. They're totally lights. Okay, now I know. Yeah. yeah. But they don't, there's no bells. They don't play anything. No, they just stand uh, yeah. there and glow. No, yeah. nice,
4: yeah. but... It's not, it's not Glockenspiel. It's no Glockenspiel. And, exactly.
1: yeah. yeah. and this the the Glockenspiel was paid for by the German community or I believe
4: so, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so it had been standing there for I don't know, like
4: uh, I guess it went up in the late eighties. Eighty five, so right. that's thirty five years? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. And according to the report that's coming forward on Monday, uh the concern the city council has is that Uh, a full restoration and installation would cost like half a million dollars, $512,000. And, uh, you know, councils, you know, it's a lot of money for for council.
4: Yeah. uh, What I've been told is the city council was supposed to get three quotes on how much this would cost, and they got one quote, and this was that one quote. Oh, okay. So people are saying it's kind of like they just got tired of getting bothered about this, so they just picked a really expensive quote, went with it. Right. But I know they've received... After that, after my article went out, they've received much lower quotes.
1: Right. Hmm. Well, and we we also gave them a quote, but they just decided it was ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> Is it there? was way more than $512,000. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: it was $513,000.42. Yeah. 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 And they, yeah. we at, well, the thing was rounded up to 45 cents because of the, you know, there's no Canadian pennies around. Yeah. And yeah. They, did, they, yeah, they, they just shut us no. No <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they sent us a note saying, I hear you're talking to Kenton. <laughs> 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 Ask Kenton if he has $512,000, seriously, please.
4: I don't have a fraction of that amount of money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had trouble coming up with that here <laughs> in, the, in the basement as well.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, but So why do you think that something like the, the Glockenspiel is important to, to restore and put back up in the uh, City Square Plaza?
4: Well, uh, the Germantown has been part of Regina's heritage since the beginning. It's uh, it's always been with Regina, it's always been growing with Regina. It's a huge part of our community. Virginia uh, has one of the highest German populations in the country per, per, per capita. And this really brought Germantown into the center of downtown and really brought it the pride of the culture into our city. And to take it away for renovation, th- th- that that kind of sucked. But it happens. But to not bring it back is is just horrible. You know, yeah. it's it's so important to our city to have it here, and then to just not bring it back for seven years—that that there's no excuse for that.
1: Right. Now they did say that the bells that were on it, which I, I guess were like the really fancy part, that mm-hmm. the bells were in storage, and I think the clock is as well. It's basically just the frame and the base that are kind of rusting away in a muddy puddle in a uh, in a storage yard.
4: Uh, so. yeah, The the base, what I've been told is the base got destroyed when, when oh, we geez. moved it. Oh, jeez, okay. That's just, what I've heard the same. Yeah. Just the frame that's that's resting away. And the bells, I've heard, I know they're looking at the bells today. I don't know what they found out about the bells, but uh, the one bell that they've seen, it was fine. It was still safe and it was secure. But when they only brought out one bell, I thought to myself, like, there are 31 other bells. If you were going to go get one bell... Want to bring all the bells? They're probably all together somewhere. So I don't know what the bells are like,
1: dude. We city city staff only have two hands,
0: <laughs> and they and they hate bells. Yeah, this is so they can only deal with one bell at a time. Yeah, I guess yeah. so.
1: Well, you know, when it first came down, we would like wear them around our waist <laughs> and dance around down here, and they didn't like that. Yeah. So, like, we are putting that into safe storage.
0: Yeah, they said. We hate you. I mean, we hate those bells. Yeah. I mean, get to work. I believe that <laughs> that's, I, no, I would really that's what they said. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, what would you, are you going to be going to council meeting on uh, Monday?
4: I plan to, yes.
1: Yeah. Are you going to be making a delegation or?
4: Uh, or are you just going to watch? I'm just going to watch. Yeah. Observe, see what, see what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe write another blog post My about blog? it. I might blog. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah, that'll be yeah. good. You can live blog. You can't bring food, apparently, but you can live blog. And so. you can't wear a hat. You can't
1: wear a hat. You mm. cannot wear hats in Henry Baker Hall during a council meeting. Oh. Yeah. Important tip. That's true. Take off your hat. Yeah. Yeah. So we are on uh, CJTR 91.3 FM, Regina Community Radio, and this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau, and we're, ta- we're talking to Kenton De, De about the glockenspiel. Um... You, does your blog uh, frequently talk about heritage
4: issues like this? Yeah, yeah. I try to talk talk about it every couple of months, just bring up a new location in the city.
1: Because yeah. there were a few other things that you highlighted that are also in kind of disrepair. Uh, the Confederation Park Fountain, the Davin Fountain, uh, also a Louis Riel statue that I didn't know we had, that we had.
4: Yeah, the Louis Riel statue didn't last very long. Uh, it, it, it had him... Uh, Nude, And I guess um, they didn't like that, and they took it down not that long they, after they put it up.
0: They had huh. a nude Louis Riel? They
4: put a cape on him, but oh. he was he was still nude, but with a cape. Oh. Huh. Like, maybe like a cloak more than a cape.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. That's I, that's not what I would expect from a yeah. Louis Riel. When
1: style. did that get taken down? Do you know? Before I was around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because your blog actually was the first time I heard about it, so... Yeah. Um, what about the Confederation Park Fountain, the Davin Fountain? Those, what, do you know what the status of those is?
4: Uh, Davin Fountain, I believe the status is there. are um, It was going to cost them about $100,000 to fix it, and I've been told there's a, a, a company or a contractor who's willing to do it. I'm not sure where that's standing. I read that in an article a couple months ago, so I don't know where that is exactly. And the... Uh, c- the c-
1: Confederation Park. Yes,
4: thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that fountain... Um, I was told it's also gonna be repaired, but yeah. I don't know uh numbers, don't have dates. I was just yeah. after I take a picture of it and put it out on social media, someone told me, Oh well, that's it's in the work the work's being repaired and I'm like
1: Yeah, okay. If I had to guess, they do have money set aside to fix up Confederation Park yeah. because it's right next to the new stadium. Yeah. And I imagine they would have to fix up the fountain at the same time. Yeah. I'd or probably. just disappear
4: it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or throw yeah. a tarp over it.
4: They're going to storage probably. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure they'll do better than that. Yeah. Okay, well, can you tell us about this blog that you've got? Like, what is it about?
4: Uh, it's, it's my own personal travel blog. It started off a couple of years ago. I took a trip to Europe and then Japan, and I came back and said, oh, I should probably start putting this down in words. And uh, no one really read it for the first little while. <laughs> so then I started talking about Regina, and that really took off. People loved reading about Regina. Huh. Uh, hmm. My most popular article is 100 Facts About Regina, and it, it's been read 20,000 times. It, it just blew up last last, last year.
0: Hmm. Really? Can you give us a fact about Regina? Something that maybe many of our listeners might not know.
4: Sure. Uh, the legislative building that's uh, now in Waskina Park. It was supposed to be uh, downtown where Victoria Park is. Oh. And it was supposed to be made out of red brick, as opposed to the white stone it is now.
0: That I did not know at all. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm actually I'm kind of glad they didn't go with the red brick. Yeah. It would have been. It would have looked like a yet another sort of quasi-Victorian institutional building. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Or a fireplace. Or a fireplace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would have stunk.
0: Um, yeah, and yeah, people would have come around with like wood and sort of yeah. like, you know, cooked hot dogs and it would have been just a complete If well, they ever have to do a
1: restoration, I'm going to pitch that they do it
0: as a fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> Our legislature is a fireplace. We
1: love that. Or a VCR. <laughs> a, VCR. a giant VCR. A gi- yeah, exactly. Made out of Stone, that, The Tyndal Stone <laughs> VCR.
0: A, a monument to the 80s. Yeah. yeah I love it. Yeah. So. Okay, give us another fact. All right. <laughs>
4: Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, the old GMC plant. Uh, mm. the, during World War II, it was a munitions factory. Oh, really? They, pr- they produced uh, guns and bullets and stuff there. And there's there's talk. I haven't found any definite proof, but there's talk that there was some kind of uh, secret weapon made there. Whoa! Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was like a vehicle, because it used to be a GMC plant, so that makes sense. Right. But there's talk. I read it uh, on the university website. I read it in later post. That something secret was made there, and then it wasn't. It, after the war ended, it vanished. Hmm. So I don't can't find much about it, but I found little clips here and there that something was built there, and now that something is gone. Wow!
0: wow.
1: I'm so glad we don't record out of the GMC building in the studios of CJTR, and we record out of our nice, safe sub basement.
0: Yes, exactly. So all, yeah. That's, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's great. That's that's kind of that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah. So what is your listener, readership like? Because it seems like I just noticed that the Glockenspiel post got an insane number of comments for a Glockenspiel.
4: Yeah. Uh, I have, the majority of my readers are out of Regina. A lot of lots in Saskatoon and Calgary. A lot of them are rural. A lot of them are, are like outside of Regina, too, in this immediate area. Um, so whenever we'll I cover anything about Regina, it blows up. And especially this, um, we have such a huge German population that Talking with something specific about the German town, German population, that is, they loved it. Yeah. And it was a very passionate and angry article, so that, that helped too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You have a lot of concerns about just heritage in general. Like you were also talking about the uh, Travelers Building Fire, which we talked about, I guess, last week. Mm-hmm. And um, another building, uh, excuse me, on Winnipeg Street.
4: Yes, the uh, former uh, Liquid Air Canadian can- uh, Company building.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a nice old brick, yeah.
4: sort of factory-type building. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's all boarded
4: up. Oh, yeah. 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 That has a very important part of Regina history, a lot of people don't know about. Um, outside of that building in the 30s is when our first police officer was killed. Really? Yeah, and there was a big manhunt to try and find out who killed him, and, and no one ever found it. Right. It's a gold case. Hmm, really? Yeah. Huh, so in that in that
1: like site is where it happened. Yeah. There's, is there a plaque or
4: anything? Or? There's nothing there. Huh. Right. No, uh, uh, there's all these buildings... Gr- Popping up around there, and I'm worried that that building's going to get knocked down, and this is going to be forgotten. That right. this officer died died there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. So, what do you think the city needs to do? Like, how how do we shift the thinking in the city to take uh, heritage more seriously?
4: Well, it, I said in my blog, uh, the city's moving forward. That's great. The city's growing. The city's expanding, but I feel we're losing a lot of where we came from. We're losing a lot of buildings and statues. We're losing our history very quickly. Even, we talked about Louis Riel earlier, Louis Riel's, where he was executed, there's nothing there. There's Mm -hmm. a tree growing Mm -hmm. there. But it's not like a memorial tree, it's just a tree that happens to be growing in the spot where he was killed. And if the city doesn't, you know, start acknowledging these historical locations, they're going to be gone. Right. I I don't know how, I don't know the budgeting or anything, but I think we have to really prioritize what we have before we lose everything.
1: Yeah. And... The Louis Riel thing is perplexing in that this is a story that writes Regina into, you know, the Canadian tapestry. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's, it's an element of our history that is national, not just regional or local, yeah. and that we don't that we don't make a bigger deal out of it, and that we don't have it, like, commemorated downtown does seem odd. Yeah.
4: yeah. To my knowledge, there's only one plaque about him in the city, and yeah. it's in Victoria Park, and it's more about how there used to be a courthouse a couple, of, a couple yards away, and that was where he was found guilty. But nothing really about him. There's a picture of him, mm-hmm. but there's nothing more. And I feel like there should be there should be something more. There's also a play they do every year. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. That's the yeah.
0: trial of That's
4: true. Yeah. Yeah. But besides that, there's not much. Yeah. Hmm. So what are you hoping to see on Monday? I'm really hoping that city council says, yeah, we'll go for it. Or they'll say, hey, we found a cheaper alternative, and we'll go with that. Because right now, this $500,000 quote it involves going to the states. And there's. Really? Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, we have the second biggest country in the world. We can find someone here that can do it for a lot cheaper. Right. Uh, So I hope that they go forward with it. I hope they say, okay, we'll put it back. Um, That's all I say. That's all I can say. I I hope they say, we'll put it back. Yeah. Or also have a lot of very angry Germans (laughs)
1: in, in the city. Yeah. We do have a, um, they do have like a second option. Like even if they go with this, like the deluxe mm-hmm. uh, restoration where they could put this, put it back up, but not put in the, uh, the automatic lock and playing device and save that for later until they can get a better quote or find funding for it. So they could do it for like, I guess it was like about half the price. They could just put it back up so that it, where they had like, you know, as a piece of sculpture or a statue, but not as a sort of, as something that plays music.
4: I, w- I haven't heard about that, but that, I would I would be okay with that as long as they put the bells back eventually. Yeah, I know uh, there's one in Kingston that they put up uh, maybe last year, and it cost four hundred thousand dollars, and it was two two uh, uh, cases. Was it two frames with bells, and they cost four hundred thousand dollars? So I don't see why this one should cost even two hundred fifty thousand dollars.
1: Sure, sure, huh? So what do you want the first song to be?
4: Oh, I don't know. I don't know any right. German songs. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have to be German, though?
1: No, it
0: can be whatever they want.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any ideas, Aiden, for a first song to play on the Glockenspiel?
0: Um, well, there's, uh, I, I took German in university, and there was, there was a you song... You didn't. Did you I did? really? I, did, I took German, actually, in, and in high school. Yeah. And there, there was actually a song, Mein Hut, es hat drei dreieck drei hat mein Hut. And wenn es nicht drei hat, dann ist es nicht mein Hut.
1: That's got to be it. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. But
0: uh, cool. What I said was my hat, it has three corners. Three corners <laughs> has my hat. And I'm about to get into some heavy bit of logic here. And if it does not have three corners, then it is not my hat. <laughs> well, that sums it all up. Yeah. Oh, I'm not actually going to sing it, though. Okay. I'll, I'll leave that to other people. Leave I'll it leave, for the glockenspiel. I'll leave it for the glockenspiel. <laughs> <laughs> a melody. All right.
1: Well, thanks a lot for coming in today, Kenton. Yes, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We yeah. really appreciate it. Oh, no, we really appreciate having you down here.
0: Uh, how did he do? Oh, he scored like 93 on my rubric.
1: Right on. Yeah. Nice. Okay, well, let <laughs> you too, sir. Yeah. Give so a
0: certificate. Oh, no certificate, way. A certificate of improvement. <laughs> oh, great. From the Queen <laughs> City Improvement Bureau.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, no problem. No problem. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: All right. Well, I think that's it. I think we've reached the end of our agenda. We have. We
0: have. So should we make a motion to adjourn? I think we probably should. All right. Well I will uh I'll make that motion. I'll second the motion. Motion has passed. This meeting has been adjourned. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on ninety-one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Our guests today were Kenton DeYoung, uh, and of KentonDeYoung.com, and Chief Evan Bray at Regina Police Services, uh, who was a delightful guest. Either uh, your hosts have been and still so are Paul Shinn, Aidan Morgan. Uh, music by GuideWire, aka Ryan Hill. Coming up next, we have many of the Nerdcore Cabaret followed by the cockpit. Find us on Twitter at Queen City IB on Facebook and of course cgtr.ca. And we have our own website queencityib.com and you can find us on iTunes as well. That's all for tonight. Keep on improving' Ja.